The doctrine of universal salvation is a lie, is it not? It's a lie. I wish everyone could be saved, but they won't. No, they won't. You will never be saved if you reject the lie. Sinner here looking for salvation. So I'll ask it again. Is there a sinner here looking for God? Yes. Thank you for coming, Brother Daniel. Thank you, Light. We have a sinner with us here who wishes for salvation. Daniel, are you a sinner? Yes. Say it to him. Go ahead and speak to him. Yes. Down on your knees. You've come here and you've brought good and wealth, but you have also brought your bad habits as a backslider. You've lusted after women and you have abandoned your child. Your child that you raised, you have abandoned all because he was sick and you have sinned. So say it now. I am a sinner. You should say it. I am a sinner. Louder, Daniel! I am a sinner! I am a sinner. I am sorry, Lord. I am sorry, Lord. I want the blood. I want the blood. You have abandoned your child. I have abandoned my child. I will never backslide. I will never backslide. I was lost, but now I am found. I was lost, but now I'm found. I have abandoned my child. I've abandoned my child! I've abandoned my child! I've abandoned my boy! Thanks for the blood! Give me the blood, Lord, and let me get away! Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Get out of here, devil! Out, devil! Out, sin! Do you accept the church of the third revelation as your spiritual guide? Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! Do you accept Jesus Christ as your savior? Yes, I do. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So, if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or you can check us out on YouTube, because hey, that's no place for conservative old women or children. Fuck yeah. So, uh, so what, you, what have we been up to this week? Uh, we've, we've come to Jesus. That's what we've been up to. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, right. but it's true, dude. I mean, we had to find Jesus. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's a there's a bit of a reckoning with your own uh, perspective, I suppose. Well, a little, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. It's not like. I'm like, oh, it's all true. <laughs> it's all real. <laughs> you know, it's more like, uh, okay, maybe I, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I, 
as objective as, you know. Sure. I mean, maybe, okay. So here's what we were trying to do, right? Um, we had this idea of let's just... <laughs> And, and and it is so arrogant now that I'm like it really kind of now is, that I'm right? looking now that I'm really thinking about it I'm like what what arrogance you know <laughs> what arrogance we thought why don't we just take a commander from from the the twenty yeah commander twenty eighteen twenty eighteen set and let's just make a one to one it's forty bucks if we if you bought it out of like we actually had it like we'll put it in like I don't know a card engine like card kingdom or something sure and we have it like a checkout and here it is and it's functional and it's better than what you could get if you went out and bought the product right pretty quickly the 40 dollar thing became evident that like oh shit i can't do that right and either (laughs) either we have expensive tastes or it's just it was just it's just it's just not possible right like it's just not possible so trying to stick our cock out right and be like (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you know, couldn't do it. Like, look, I couldn't do it. Well, so here's, here's one of the barriers to me is that I suspect the list that we came up with once the release is done, uh, for a period of time will be cheaper because some of the cards on these lists right now, like that are unavailable. Mm hmm. There's there's sort of that speculation that's going on around yeah, them a little bit, stuff. and so so they're a little bit. I think their prices right now, as they're listed, are a little higher than they're going to be. Um, there's some reprints that right. will bring some prices down a little bit. Um, you know, like soul rings, they're like three bucks, right? Yeah, like it's stupid because you 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 don't want to cut out a soul ring from your list because you're trying to save money, but it it's. It's three fucking dollars, dude. So, so pretty quickly we learned that $40 is kind of pretty undoable. It's ultra. Well, it's not, it's not undoable, but like, right. It's not, it's not worth the, like you're getting, yeah, you're definitely getting $40 worth of cards if, if we tried to do this. So again, if you decided to make your own list and say, you know what? I'm not buying these pre-constructeds. I'm just going to get the commander and then I'm going to order $40 worth of singles. The deck actually will, you're getting more from the pre-con. Right. Like the, that's just, that's the truth. That's a reality. So we said in our review and our rant that we were unhappy about the values of the deck, right? Sure. And I, I, I think this put it into perspective trying this. So yes, they are worth less this year than they were from previous years. Like that's just truth, Yeah. but it still ain't 40 bucks. And if you were really trying to go out and do it on your own, which honestly I've never done that before. My, my habit with pre-cons is yeah, I'll buy them and we play them out of the box for out of the box night. Right. Yeah. And then, and then take the legends we're interested out of the boxes that we've bought and go off or and some build their, of the yeah build or some decks. of the unique cards that they're doing and build yeah. our decks with it yeah so it really wasn't super whatever but yeah it, this time for for me like I like still still looking at the precon there's not a lot of reason for me to buy it sure for me but I'm already well established with commander you know I'm yeah. already established out of commander like yeah me, you're me making a, a Shahili a Sahili deck is not difficult to do I already have a Duretti deck we've done episodes about artifacts, artifacts like I have yeah. a lot of those pieces yeah. so we found Jesus 
the message is is that if you do not it, it just if you do not have the cards you really should just buy the precon even still yeah. regardless that or of, of what its value was compared to last year the year before like you should just you should just get it if you yeah. want to go out and buy them by themselves it will be more and every anyone knows that but even if you wanted to try to do a better deck list i i don't you might as well just go buy that recon. Yeah, so yeah. like I mean I did I did Amina Tau and we'll we'll go over the two lists we put together right. this episode. But I did Amina Tau and I immediately put it in on tapped out just the list as Wizards of the Coast has it and it okay. came up like around 75 80 bucks. Capitalism, right? Like it it's already it's all it's almost worth in singles it's almost worth double its MSRP as a precon box, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh yeah it is valuable and then of course you want to keep the valuable cards in there yeah that that, that come with it and so yeah you're not yeah you need even if you have no use for them in that deck you still want them yeah like so so there's i don't know it's a very interesting exercise to kind of realize as you as you say like come unto jesus to realize that yeah these pre-cons uh i think contextually a lot of people in the format are feeling gypped because they don't feel as good as they have been in the past, but there still remains the truth that there's more value in the box than you, than you can buy as singletons just is. And even if you try to do a budget alternative, I don't know. I, I really set out to do something that was more focused in the end. And I was like, but why would you just, why bother just buy the pre-con? I I kept running into that. Right. Like, right. Why would I just not just buy the precon and upgrade it? I guess. Yeah. You know, which is spending more money, but but it turns out being the same thing. Like you could buy our lists, which are going to be, I think my list is around seventy five dollars, or you could buy the precon for forty and put thirty dollars into upgrades, and you'd actually get further probably doing that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The outcome is you have more stuff. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting. Interesting exercise. Anyways, the decks that we have, uh, what we've kind of done is we've taken a commander from our given deck and just focused it in a largely budget way. Like we didn't we didn't add anything that's astronomical to these. But I try to keep all my stuff around two bucks. That was for the most Everything part me I as had. well. Like two bucks. I can't think of anything that I put. I was trying in to keep them around like the price of a sandwich. <laughs> you know like how many sandwiches am i foregoing to get these upgrades? A sloppy joe sandwich see that's different that's a 15 dollar sandwich <sighs> that's a 15 dollar sandwich and it's worth every penny <laughs> so we're on a minotaur where did you do with it so should we so yeah should we do well, mine c- first compare it to the precon like what did the precon look like so so we- here's the thing uh i so now we're not we're talking about value. Like we, yeah, we're not we talking about value. That. Like that's just, lesson just learned about value. As a deck. Here's 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 a deck that kind of here's what the pre-con does, and then I'll jump into kind of what I've done okay. with it. So the pre-con, I think something that happens that we've 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 talked about this. A lot of people know and understand this. One of the things about these pre-con decks is that with the new commanders that are in them. I think they tried in some of these decks more to have them all on a pr- related theme. Okay. Uh, the Enchants deck, for example, the three primary commanders in that, you could have them all be in the same deck and, and they would serve the same function. Um, 
the Amina Tau deck where you've got Amina Tau, who, you know, like if, if we're to review, is Esper, so white, blue, black. It's a Planeswalker that can be your commander, has an up ability of draw a card, then put a card from your hand on top of your library, mm. a down one ability of exile another target permanent you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control, and an ultimate minus six, choose left or right. Each player gains control of all non-land permanents other than Aminatal, the fate, uh, the fate shifter uh, controlled by the next player in the chosen direction. And so there's Aminatal, there's Verena, who's kind of flexible, but on the surface more zombie-focused, Yeah. right? Um, and then you've got uh, Yenit that's that is very interested in top deck manipulation and Easter eggs and, and Easter eggs for sure. Um, and then you have fuck your ninja ninja. Yuriko. Yeah. Yuriko. I was like, what was the name of it? Yeah. Yuriko. So the ninja for the ninja deck. And so there, there's some relation across them like Amina Tau and Yenit work pretty closely together. I think. Okay. Um, Yuriko and Verena, don't really need to be there. Um, they kind of have their own thing. So I took Amina Tau, and what I'm really interested in, I know that Wizards was kind of pushing this top deck manipulation thing, and that's what I think got everybody disappointed because some of the stuff that you would want reprinted for doing that didn't show up in this deck list. But what I think I'm actually really interested in, and I think a lot of other people are interested in, is we can do a blink slash flicker deck with Amina Tau, and this is kind of our first opportunity to put black to use in that kind of a context okay and so that's what i've done so i've stripped out all the ninja stuff that was in the pre-con list i've stripped out most of the top deck manipulation because really? i i really don't think with amina Tau, her up one is actually all that valuable like if we're being honest so it's more of like a uh the teferi planeswalker yeah temporal arch like you're they're really you're looking just to I want to go down. Kind of use that ability yeah, so, so that, you run out of Yeah, like like, okay. you, like you mentioned, like the, the mono blue Teferi, it had that down ability where you could untap for permanence. Permanent, yes. Right? And so in this case with Aminatau, we're looking to focus on that down one ability because there's some very specific language about this uh, that, that's key. Um, a lot of people in the community have already addressed this, but usually with a blink strategy... Okay. Most of it's centered around creatures. Obviously, with Brago, that's true. Huh? You can do some other shenanigans and stuff like that. I hate using that Did word. Did you just say shenanigans? I said shenanigans. I'm God sorry. Damn. <laughs> it's one of those words that's lost meaning because it's used so much in our community, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Brago can do other permanents as well, but like Rune is creatures. Yeah. Um. And a lot of the a lot of the single instance ones are focused on creatures. So Aminatau has that where you can do permanence, so you can be a lot more broad with what you're using. And the other part is own, not control. So other people can have so if they are control of permanence. And that's actually what they're kind of alluding to with her ultimate is you shift your board state to somebody else, but you can still and then you work can, on popping your stuff. Back. You can use her ability to pop stuff back from whoever took your board state and pop it back to your control because you own those permanents, right? 
I'm not really looking to use her ultimate, maybe in exceptional circumstances, it might be of interest, but I want to focus on, I can see people forgetting it's there. After, yeah. After probably a couple of sessions of just you blinking just things going up and down with the plus yeah, one minus sudden, one, like maybe was that it wasn't happening. You were just like sifting through your deck and people kind of forgot like, Oh wait, the ultimate is I lose most. So they have a seriously developed board state. And that's the thing is it is, it, it could be useful if you're sitting next to somebody that has a way developed board state and you're just like, well, I don't have too much going on. I guess I'll just fucking take that from you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So it is juicy. It is something you could use. It's not something I'm planning for, but it's there. It's available. Uh, so I'm just going to go through a quick list of cards that I put into the deck list. So, so I guess to kind of structure this, we'll post our deck lists. They're the core of them is coming from the pre-con list. Um, yep. We're advocating the pre-con list. Yeah, so the core of it's coming from the pre-con list. Like I said, I stripped out some some of the things from the list, and these are cards that I added in, a few of the cards. I've got about, I don't know, 15 or 20 that I'll go through. So I added some card draw because Amina Tau kind of gives the impression that she has card draw on her, but she really doesn't because it's draw one, put one back on top of your library. You're not getting card advantage out of that. Yeah, you're not going to see a new card. Yeah, and so whatever you put put away on top of the library, you're drawing your next time you draw. Yeah. So so not particularly helpful. So I put in cards like Cloud Blazer. Ooh. <laughs> so three, a white and a blue uh, for a 2-2 two, two human scout with flying. And then whenever Cloud Blazer enters the battlefield, you gain two life and you draw two cards. I don't really care about the life gain, but drawing two cards for one ETB. So if you think about this like in context with Aminatel being out, you cast Cloud Blazer, draw two. You use Aminatau's down one ability to flicker the Cloud Blazer, and you draw two more. So you've drawn four cards in this turn with something like that. They had Moldrifter in the deck list. Kind of, this is kind of just a yeah, just repetition of yeah, that. Bonus round Moldrifter is what yeah. the Cloud Blazer is about. Um, a lower CMC one to, to do with this would be Wall of Omens. So when the Wall of Omens enters the battlefield, draw a card. It's one and a white for a zero four defender. Okay. Um, I used Arc Icor Wellspring. Uh, is this thing when it's destroyed or when it leaves? So blank? when it enters the battlefield and when it goes to the graveyard. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so in that case, like if somebody happens to cast their uh, Vandal Blast. Yeah, like their Vandal Blast. Cool. I'm not too bent out of shape. It had an ETB. I was maybe able to abuse it a little bit. If that was what I had on the battlefield and now it going to the graveyard isn't going to make me cry because I get benefit from that too. All right. Um, and then well of ideas, this is kind of, you know, I mean, this is a $2 card. So on the, on the, in terms of priciness, you and this card, man, it's one of my favorites, man. Um, so five and a, five and a blue for an enchantment, uh, when Well of Ideas enters the battlefield, draw two cards. At the beginning okay. of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. At the beginning of your draw step, draw two additional cards. And so, obviously, enters, draw three, and then you can flicker it to draw another, or sorry, draw two, flicker it to draw another two. So this is another instance of when it comes into play, when you play it, you can draw yourself four cards. All right. So stuff like that is going to dig deeper into the deck where you have more options. And hopefully that makes it so that when you need to go back up with Amina Tau just to get her loyalty back up, you have options in hand of things you don't necessarily need to use right now. 
you can top deck with. Hmm. Um, a little bit of extra ramp that I put into the deck. So core cartographer, three and a white. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for planes card, put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. Obviously, if you're running a more advanced land base, this becomes more attractive because you can go get, you know, like your shock lands with that. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that like core cartographer. Um, another one that I put in here was priest of Gix. So two and a black when priest of Gix enters a battlefield, add three black to your mana pool. Hmm. So it replaces its cost, but then if you're using it with a Minotaur, it's just something you can flicker for an just extra three give mana. Yourself, yeah, a little bit of a boost there. Yeah. Um, Mycosynth Wellspring, very much, very similar to the Icor Wellspring, but instead of drawing a card, you're going and getting a basic land out of your library. Um, and then I just tossed in the Peregrine Drake. It's a cheap card. It's 25 cents currently. Uh, five and a blue. When it enters the battlefield, untap up to five lands. So again, covers its own cost. And then, yeah, starts giving you five extra mana. It starts giving mana. you five extra mana thereafter. So, you know, I mean, we talk about other cards in the this form. This is definitely your wheelhouse. Oh, it is. Like, I'm going to be, be building a Minotaur for sure. For sure. So, so these are kind of some things that give you some nice advantage, I think. Just really basic, pretty cheap upgrades. I don't, I don't think I added very much cost with those with those cards obviously you can get your more high powered mana rocks uh-huh. or ones that are high producers like if you wanted to you could add in like a gilded lotus a thran dynamo a salt monolith those to types do some of things. resetting things yeah yeah so you can get yourself advanced you know paced ahead of everybody um these are some cards that i'm 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 calling the you deserve it etbs <laughs> Okay. You know, cause, cause dude, you just, you fucking deserve it, dude. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Sometimes you just need things to cover different strategies or a way to win. Um, so one and of you deserve having that cause you do, you just deserve having those things. Agent of Erebos. Really? You would typically want to put this in something that's using more of your, like, usually you'll see this, I guess in, in reanimator decks. Yeah. Um, or decks that are relying a little more on enchantments. But here, so you've got three and a black that for uh, a 2-2 zombie that has constellation. So an agent of Erebos or another enchantment enters a battlefield under your control. Exile all cards from target player's graveyard. Just nukes the yard. Yeah, nukes the yard. And so this can actually be used a little bit flexibly with, with some flexibility here. It, you, can, you can use a Minotaur to blink the agent of Erebos or some of the stuff that they already have in the deck, like cloud form or light form, which are really good card advantage cards in this deck, you can flicker those and it's an enchantment entering the battlefield. So it'll trigger the constellation effect on agent of Erebos. So kind of a a good little synergy there on that one. Yeah. I think, um, the perplexing chimera, this has been a big discussion. I think in the community for this particular commander. Oh dude. So, because again, it's you own. It's that you own. This is control. where we're taking advantage of permanence you own. So perplexing chimera is four and a blue for an enchantment creature chimera. It's a three three. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may exchange control of perplexing chimera and that spell. If you do, you may choose new targets for the spell. Yeah, this is so this is this is a big deal here for this one. Um 
because you counter something, you use a Minotau to blink the perplexing chimera back to your control. Yeah. And just keep doing that. So, dude, you deserve it. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you deserve a perplexing chimera. You fucking deserve and it. And whatever hate comes with it. <laughs> right. Because it's spell. Like It's you, spell. Yeah. 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 So, grab hold of that counter spell. Yeah, there's a lot that you could do with it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like all the stupid shit you could do other than like a board wipe. That's the only thing it's like, eh, oh, yeah, you're like, well, fuck, that's a bummer. But hey, you still control your planeswalker probably. Yeah, you do. You okay. do in this context. Uh, So let's see. What else do we have in here? Oh, then I put in some removal type things. So that would include like the ravenous chupacabra two and two black. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target creature. And just because I fucking love the card, Reality Acid. So two and a blue for an enchant permanent has vanishing three when uh, when Reality Acid leaves play. Enchanted permanent's controller sacrifices it. So that one I think is nice in the context of doing a, a blink strategy because it's permanent. So you can deal with a variety of pesky permanents. Somebody's got a land. They've got that glacial chasm that you just need to deal with reality acid, you know, like you're good. Um, this one's for you, Andy. No. Uh. Torgar famine incarnate. Really? <laughs> it's not a perfect fit here, but it does have, it is an ETB. So Torgar is six and two black for a seven, six avatar. Yeah. Uh, as an additional cost to cast a spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This spell costs two less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. This deck's probably not terribly well situated to use that to cheapen, maybe, because the value of Torgar could be well worth it. Okay. Um, when Tar- Torgar Famine Incarnate enters the battlefield, up to one target uh, player's life total becomes half their starting life total rounded down. And then we just start to blink it using a Minotaur, bringing people down. Uh, is the Magister Sphinx on this list? I actually didn't put the Magister Sphinx on here. I should, huh? Well, I was wondering if it was just like out of your budget thing because it's over two bucks. So I, I didn't put it in because of that. Magi- I mean, Magister Sphinx is, f- it's kind of expensive. It's seven mana, so four white, blue, black flying. When Magister Sphinx comes into play, targets player's life total becomes 10 <laughs> for a 5-5 five, five flying Sphinx. So, so they're two hits away from being dead, even even with that happening. Yeah, yeah, that's a... Uh... That's definitely a worth consideration. I think I was trying really hard to not increase the the value of the deck. Sure. So that was that was that was one of the re- I guess reasons I suppose there. Yeah, Magister Sphinx is kind of from old school commander. That's a pretty hot pretty hot pick, Andy. I like that. That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> uh, so kind of going the opposite direction, I put the Resolute Archangel in here. Um, so five and two white when the resolute archangel enters the battlefield, if your life total is less than your starting life total, oh, it becomes yeah. equal to your starting life total. Fuck off. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's a 65 cent card, you know, like you can really make it hard for people it's to get rid so of you. Annoying. <laughs> well, I'm back to my starting life total guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Congrats. What else you got for me? 
Um, but that's, that's kind of like the highlights. I mean, I, I do think when I look a little more closely at Aminatau, there actually are some pretty, um, there's some pretty solid cards in here. Like I mentioned, like cloud form, light form, some of those. Let me ask you something. How are you keeping her alive? That's a, that's a good How many point. uses do you get out of her? Do you get three? So yeah, she comes in with three loyalty. And bringing her down by one. Bringing her down by one. So you're going to have to do her up up one here and there. Okay. Um, I put in the Oath of Teferi to kind of help out a little bit. What does that do? So when Oath of Teferi enters the battlefield, exile another target permanent you control, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So it actually... Reset is a supplement here if you need that, or you can reset her, or you can, yeah, you can reset her when it comes in. Okay, um, and then it also says, uh, you may activate the loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control twice each turn rather than only once. So, if you Mm. need to go up and just down, then down, so you can just kind of keep her sitting in the same place. That's, I think, that's a really good one to use. But you can use her ability to blink it. Yeah. It blinks her. Yeah. And then you can. The, to reset her. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Huh. That's, that's, that's a lot of cayenne so, right there. She, it that's a lot is. of cayenne. That's, so that's a good one. People have talked about the deep close skate. Uh, it's not going to happen if you want to keep it on the budget. But yeah. it would be good. Yeah. It would be good here. That would be. If, you, if you're just looking to focus on that middle ability. That's a good card for or drop this. that ultimate. Yeah, I mean, but the deep slow skate, like invest now. Yeah, invest now in this deep close. Yeah, skate. definitely go get it. Definitely go get it. Uh, I've I've put in other cards to to I guess subordinate the strategy. Uh, so that would include things like conjurer's closet. So. Exile target creature, so that can do other things if you need to focus on bringing Aminatau up that turn, but you still have stuff you want to flicker. I did put in Brago. Brago's only a dollar right now. Um, so you can do Brago. Uh, Brago's a dollar. Brago's a dollar. Hey, so you ever been to like, like in a gas station, and they've got like the DVDs for sale. <laughs> Which is which is the it is the it is the destination of all movies, right? Like, <laughs> think of the hottest movie right now in the theater. Eventually, it's eventually gonna end up in it's going to be in the bargain rack. bin at a at a gas station. <laughs> the big orange sticker on it, right? It's true. So I was flipping through there once, and I I think I saw like, I think it was like the final cut Blu ray Blu ray edition of Blade Runner. It was like for two bucks, and you're just like, this, this is one a of couple my years favorite yeah, fucking like, movie. Like my favorite movie, dude. Like. It is my favorite movie, but that's kind of what's happening to Brago. Yeah, like, it really like, is. He's getting the he is a damn good card. Like his price does not reflect. Oh no. Does not reflect his No, his, there there was a reprint, I think, within the last year. Which is was like iconic good. masters or something like that. One of those. Um, so there was a reprint of him, and I think the reputation's probably getting it to where I mean, I'm taking my Brago deck apart. <laughs> maybe, yeah. So, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, 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 it is. This is going to be like we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. How like I started with my whole blink thing, blink flicker thing with Rune, 
had Brago the, ar the arms race episode. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Had had Brago in the deck. Saw Brago and was like, "Holy shit, that was just <laughs> way better." Yeah, Brago's way better than Aminatow. <laughs> but you know, you get black by having Aminatow. It's it doesn't. She doesn't have a reputation as yet. Uh, and he can be in the deck to support, and he'll be good. So this is kind of double edged for you. Like you're taking Brago. Oh yeah, into Aminatow. Yeah, all right, for sure, for sure. You'll notice some familiar cards that I just listed off. It, yeah, the the well of ideas stood stood out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like core cartographer is one of my. God, it's gonna bug you, man. You're gonna play this. You're like, oh, you're so weak. <laughs> you so used to be so beautiful. Your ass used to be so what beautiful. Happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you, blink, blink deck? Yeah, it's a it's a good point. It's a good point. Hmm. Um, I did put a couple other things in to kind of like subordinate the. The strategy. Okay. So like Mist Meadow Witch is also in there. But again, that's just a creature. What's that one, one do again? So it's one and hybrid okay. uh, white blue for a one one Kithkin wizard. Ooh, a kithkin. And it has an activated ability of two white blue. Exile target creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Okay. So creature and obviously that one's not abusable because it's end of turn yeah, that yeah. it comes back. Yeah. But it's not Dead Eye Navigator. Right. But the Dead Eye Navigator is in here. Ah. Because the Dead Eye Navigator is under $2. Another one of the gas station movies right there. Exactly. Exactly. Both, both Dead Eye Navigator and Brago, extraordinarily powerful cards in this format. They're relatively cheap. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, here, what, what I guess, I could pose the question, like, how effective do I think this list would be that I've come up with? Okay, hang on. Kyle, how effective do you think this list would be that you came up with? It's <laughs> a good question, Andy. Mm. Uh, I think it'll do okay. It'll do... It's more focused than the pre-con. Because it's not trying to keep these other commanders in yeah, mind. Yeah, it's, it's not trying to do, like, service these other commanders. Did you keep any of the miracle cards? I kept a couple of them. Which? Sorry, I'm derailing the answering of your question, but I'm curious. I kept their, the one that's new with the list. Okay. And treat the dead. Huh. Just because I was like, hey, it's here. It's cute. You can actually pull it out of the list and decrease the value because it's listing at $4 right now. Hmm. Um, I take it back. That's the only one I left in. I took them all out. How much is Temporal Mastery? Temporal Mastery, I don't think is running for too much right now. Let me. Because hmm. that's the if I had to pick a miracle card in those colors, it would be like Terminus. So Terminus is in their list. Does it kind of freak you out or something? It does. Okay. It freaks me out. What's the other one? Entreat the Angels? Entreat the Angels is in the list. I don't think they're pre-con? Or you'd have to yeah, get it. Yeah, it's in the pre-con. Yeah. It's in the pre-con. Okay. That one's come down because it's been in reprints as well. So they had the uh what do they call those when they do like Dude, the... Dude, that was in standard. I remember that thing being a little bit. Same with Temporal Mastery. Yeah. No, it's true. Because I, I remember getting a foil um, in Treat the Angels, and that thing was worth well over $20 for a while. Um, and Temporal Mastery is... Temporal like Mastery is 8 bucks right 10 now. Bucks. Yeah. Uh, they had it in Modern Masters 2017. So. God, the art on that card. 
had a had a recent one. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Pretty it's sick. like the prototype of the miracle cards for sure. It's it's the good one. Like there's some there's some ones that are good, but it is like it's it's fucking the best, dude. Uh yeah, so I guess I guess what I'm saying is like I think I've built this so that you will draw a lot of cards so you can get into a lot of options. I think I've I've put it to where you have a little more ramp than I would typically build into a deck. Okay. So you should have plenty of mana available and I think there's some promising targets, I guess, for Amina Tau to to blink. So like the mere battle sphere or, you know, like I mentioned, Torgar, there's some things that can kind of push your, push your strategy forward and get you some benefit. So I think it has, it has some, it has multiple win cons available to you. It has a lot of card draw and a lot of, a lot of mana available to you. So you can kind of push your strategy forward and some support for her. Uh, the other thing too is I just don't I just don't think the whole top deck manipulation thing is like you've talked about this pretty I'm not a fan pretty adamantly recently. Like I'm not it's, really a fan of top deck stuff, but that's that's just me. And I it 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 eats up space in a deck, right? Yeah. Like you in order to have top deck manipulation in order to play that route of a strategy, you're you're replacing uh a sub strategy in your deck that could exist there with something that's just trying to set your own deck up for you. Well, think about trying to set up, um, like, like walk me through this, right? Like, let me just kind of, and this is a, this might not be the greatest example, right? But if let's look at terminus, right. As like a, as an idea of what you want to top deck. Sure. Right. Uh, Terminus is six mana to put all creatures on the bottom of their of their owner's library. So right. it, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it goes through indestructibility. Yeah, it is really good. Like it it just buy right. But if I really wanted to cast it for its miracle cost of one mana, right, the cheapest way to do that is with her. So now I'm using three to put her out. Yeah, you're, you're using up, a turn, and then, I, and then I have to go all the way around the table again. Right. Because it has to be the first card you drew, and I've already right. drawn a card this turn. Yeah, so you use her ability to to put Terminus on top yeah. of your library. Like she's actually okay for top deck manipulation. She, yeah, she's before she's, her. It was if like, you want well, to I do that, a, that's fine. Yeah, before her, I needed like a scroll rack. Yeah, which is what one mana, or is it two? I think plus the I think the activation's one, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So to, yeah, two mana to put it out, one to activate. So yeah, I was right. So two mana to put it out, one to activate. So yeah. if we're doing this in the same turn, it's three. Yeah. To top deck it. So, you, all the way so between your commander or scroll rack, either way. Yeah. I mean, I three. guess the advantage here is that you could do this before your turn begins. So yeah, the turn you get, the card you get is the is the term is the terminus, the next one. Sure. But it's just it's a lot of resource investment to try to reduce the cost of things. And, and then, then I'm trying to think about what cards exist in Esper. Like what cards exist in Esper that aren't miracles that care about being the first card you draw or be the one that's at the top of your library? Yeah, I what, mean, what are those? Obviously, cards? obviously, Yenna is gonna push that as well, so you can kind of like make it so that there's a broader thing you can yeah, do. But why? Why just build the deck with odd colors? Right. I mean, odd, 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 odd CMCs. CMCs. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah, like you're heavier handed with the odd. CMC. And then yeah, the stuff that you really need. 
that can't be odd. Like those need to be instant speed spells anyway that can't you don't really want off the top. Sure. So yeah, your counter spell, your obligatory cyclonic rift. Right. Maybe some board wipes or some stuff that's or something that you just really wouldn't be interested in casting on her combat anyway. You just draw it off. Yeah. The rest is like, I just want to cheat this shit in. Like, so I mean I, it's how I think I think I like where you've taken it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, I'm glad we're we're doing the blink thing, and that's why I bring. But and it's that's, really cool that she facilitates both. Yeah, in, in a way. Yeah, you know. And I think that's why I bring up the whole top deck manipulation thing because people might listen to this and be like, "Well, why aren't why aren't you leaning into that?" Like, well, because it's it re- expensive. It requires an expensive yeah. package to be it, built it's, into it's the an deck expensive package. in order to do it for cards and mana, and it eats up space for things that don't actually push you closer to victory. Right. True. They only they only set up other things. So the density of things that actually push your deck closer to to victory has to go down. It yeah. suffers. Sure. So, anyways, that's a Minotau. That's what I did. the The list currently, as we're recording, uh, I think its its value is right around yeah. every night with mosquito abatement, dude. It's got to happen. Yeah. Don't I don't want to get eaten. Uh, it's. You, it's showing on tapped out. You can take it to card kingdom and get it for 69 61 and TCG player for $73. So, so $33 to upgrade it. Yeah. $33. If you went and got the pre-con, which that's the other thing. Uh, if you get the pre-cons, you get the commanders. Yeah. You get, you get things where, you, where everywhere else you have to pre-order them, wait for them to get mailed to you. Yeah. You'll have the commanders in hand sooner, sooner. So sooner. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what that is. I think I think it's a very serviceable deck that you can get the pre-con, do some very light upgrades, and it's and it's serviceable. All right, dude. We ready to talk about my girl now? Yeah, let's do it. My girl. My girl. My God. Talk <laughs> about my God. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Sahili the Gifted. That's that's my focus. Figured let's try that out of the Planeswalker. Let's stick with it. All right, dude. You know, let's stick with the Planeswalkers. Um, so to review, Sahili the Gifted is two, uh, blue and a red for a not Jehoira Weatherlight Captain Planeswalker. <laughs> uh, plus one, she can create a one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. She can go up again. So she is a little different in that she has two ways to increase her loyalty, which is dope. Isn't that neat? I think I, this I, time I like though, it. it says the next spell you cast this turn cost one less, one generic less to cast, uh, for each artifact you control as you cast it. Okay. And then her ultimate is uh, uh, costing you seven loyalty. Uh, it says for each artifact you control, create a token that's a copy of that or a copy of it. Those tokens gain haste. Exile those tokens at the beginning of the next end step. She enters in with four loyalty. Okay. So four loyalty, four, you know. Yeah, four, four. four so four for four. I think, I think if anyone was looking to replace their Duretti or something like that, uh, I I kind of, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, sure. cool. There's my is that artifact commander stuff. I have a way to now re- get blue into my artifact decks and not be yeah seriously reliant on, on red. And honestly, <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> Turns out, huh? It's not for me. <laughs> She she wants something different than what Duretti does. So if you're if you've already got something built, like talking to the veteran artifact player out there who has all of that done, has been doing it since 2013 or whenever that came out. Yeah, 
uh, or 14, 2014. Yeah, yeah. So been doing it for four years. If you look closely, she didn't really give you anything on her card, uh, that, that Duretti needed. <laughs> so what, sure. what Duretti needed, and this is just my opinion, Duretti needed, um, tutors and a way to protect himself. Yeah. So she kind of has the servo thing going on. Yeah. So she protects. Right. But she didn't bring you any card draw. She gives you access to tutors like Fabricate. Sure. I guess. Or, or Word of Invention or things yeah. like that. But I don't, I don't. Is there a high enough density to make so that, her, her make up, that worthwhile? Her up one can be achieved by his down two. He can weld, oh, yeah. he can weld huge stuff into play. Probably sooner than she can. Right. So let's oh, talk, yeah. Let's talk like something you have, crazy. You have setup that you need to do with Sahili. Yeah, a little in bit. In terms of the battlefield needs oh. to be set up with a number of artifacts that allow you to then cast something large. Whereas he just needs to get something in the yard yeah. and weld. Yeah, he just he's so he's so good, dude. Like he's just he's just a good he's just dope. Dude, he's the Pope. But with his Pope mobile. She is, yeah, he's the goblin pope. Yeah, on the Pope Mobile. So yeah, like to put things into perspective, like just to kind of give like a really silly example. Let's say you're trying to like cheat in a planar bridge. It's normally like eight mana to do that. Okay. So even if you wanted to cheat it in using her ability, you already have to be controlling eight artifacts. That's that's a pretty developed game. <laughs> you're pretty you're pretty far in, pal. Right. Right. Where you have Doretti, you've got the planar bridge that you've looted or rummaged into your graveyard, which he's helped you do that. Let's say you just pop off that solemn simulacrum. And now you draw a card to boot and you get your planar bridge into play. <laughs> right? So it's he's now less loyal and she would be more loyal, I guess. Sure, but but they're they're his looking for different looking pretty things. Cool. And so when you look at Shahili, I was like, what does she what does this chick want from me, dude? Like, what does she want? I think she just wants to swarm the board. She wants a lot of artifacts. She doesn't want, at least then again, this is just how I'm seeing it, right? Yeah. Um she's like not really looking for quality. Or she's looking for quantity. Yes. Because she, she kind of lends herself to that. Like, oh, here's another shit servo. Here's another shit servo. Or, hey, let's drop the cost of this next spell. So if you kind of look at the list, I think Wizards was kind of saying that too. Yeah. With some of these cards that they bring in and make multiplicative token type sure. artifacts. Sure. Like Brutoclad would be an example. Okay. Um, so I can go through what I've took out um, to kind of give you an idea. I took out anything that... that that didn't really for like it. I was thinking like, what do I really want to cheat in? So like the scuttling doom engine is a good example. Like it, it's not something I'm really super into cheating in. Okay. I can't loop it. That put that in your Marquise of the black rose. Deck sure. And, and thank me later for that. That's what, <laughs> that's who that's for. <laughs> I'm okay with the, the dark steel juggernaut. That actually makes sense. Considering what we're trying to do is flood the board with a swarm. Okay. Of, of, thopters and servos and mirrors and that's what i was looking to do yeah so kind of starting from the top um as far as pricing goes i try i I don't have a overall budget uh number for you of like what what the price is going to be i just know that every card that i tried to put in here either i really thought it needed to be in the deck to kind of focus this thing a little. Yeah. So yeah, I took Brutoclad out. You probably could leave him. He might be okay. Sure. Because he's, he does make you the tokens have haste, which is valuable. He's just six mana. Yeah. So it's not like he doesn't contribute to this, to what you're trying her, to accomplish. But with her up one, that, that wouldn't be very hard to cheat him in. And he does, he does give tokens haste. So you probably want to leave Brutoclad. Um, Thanos is 
Thanos probably has to come out because he's looking. He wants quality artifacts right. to abuse those activateds. Right. And like, honestly, what are you going to do? Make another Thopter like with Thanos? Right. Yeah. Like the mana kind of just it just starts kind of getting a little weary on there. Right. Yeah. So he's he's not he's not. I took him out. Maybe there's some places for him where I could see like, yeah, I mean, you're floating mana. Might as well just dump it into an activated on something. Sure. Because I've I've made it so this the costs of these artifacts are just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, but, and yeah, they don't need to be artifacts. It's any spell. Sure. So those two, if you had to pick one of the legends to keep in, if you're really looking like you want to try it, Brutoclad actually still works out. I want okay. to do a Brutoclad list though, so this... <laughs> you're like, she's doing her own thing because... Brutoclad's coming. Yeah, so I want to do a Brutoclad list. I'm not really wanting to like have a lot of overlap. Yeah, right. I get you. Yeah, so swarm in the board. How are we going to swarm the board? It's a good question, Andy. Yeah. If you look at the list, they include some things that when they enter the battlefield, they bring Thopters with them. Uh, one that kind of will stick out is like the Maverick Thopterist. It's three, a blue and a red. It actually has improvised, so it can be reduced by the amount of artifacts you control. Kind of like a con... Improvised, just to read it, it says, your artifacts can help you cast the spell! Exclamation point. It's actually a period. It should have had an exclamation <laughs> point. Um, each artifact you uh, you tap after you, you're done activating mana abilities pay, pays for one. So it can be kind of helped along with the Thopters or servos that she's creating. Oh, right? yeah. Thopters you're making from other places and the servo that she creates. Okay. So a mad Thopterist enters the battlefield, create two uh, one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. So this can be three artifacts and he's only two blue. Right. He's, he's a blue and a red. See like, and then comes in like, with two extra bodies along. With yeah. Him. So then the next the, time around we're coming down even further. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pia, Pia and Kira Nalar. So okay. legendary creature, human artificer. When Pia and Kira Nalar enter the battlefield, create, Two one one colorless thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. They have the activated of sacrifice an artifact. Pia, Kira, and Nalar deal two damage to any target for a two two. So bringing I, more tokens yeah. as they come in. So you're kind of like I'm looking at stuff like this. Um, the sharding sphinx. I mean sharding sphinx. <laughs> sharding sphinx is for a blue and a blue for an artifact creature sphinx. Flying whenever an artifact creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may put a. One one blue Thopter artifact creature token in flying into the battlefield. It's four four. So, yeah, the Sharding Sphinx and uh, the Maverick Thopterist they come with the deck already out of the precon. Okay. So does the Mere Battle Sphere, which is a well known, highly relevant. Here. Yeah. So seven mana for an artifact creature, Mere Construct four seven. When Mere uh, when the Mere Battlefield enters the battlefield, put four uh, one one colorless Mere artifact creature tokens into the battlefield. Whenever a mirror battle or whenever mirror battlefield attacks, you may tap X tar uh, untapped mirror you control. If you do, the mirror battlefield gains X, so it would go up to an eight seven at this okay. at this stage. Um, yeah, so plus X plus O until the end of the turn, and it deals X damage to target defending player. So it's a it's a lot of cayenne. That's a lot of cayenne. An eight seven, and then they get hit in the face for four. This is this for is the privilege of fuck playing against you in the game of Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, this is probably where you want. Brutoclad to be in here with paired with that mirror battle sphere, huh? I mean, if you can somehow make a copy of the mirror battle sphere and turn it into a token, sure. But otherwise, he's just giving you a two one. Yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. The ball's getting bigger with the mirror. right. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Thopter assembly. This actually comes with it too. I'm wondering what art 
is on it, the one they did. Because they did like a reprint that looks like it's from Keladesh. Oh, that's right. Uh, in the I think it's, I think it's actually similar to the one or that is it was... the old one? The, I think it's similar to the old one, if I recall. But the but the Planeswalker's from Keladesh. But yeah, that's, that's true. A, the Planeswalker's from Keladesh, but Brutoclad's on Phyrexia, right? Where the original one was from, right? True. So I'll allow it. Thopter Assembly is six mana, flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control no Thopters other than the Thopter Assembly, return Thopter Assembly to its owner's hand and create five uh, one one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. That's a lot of tokens. That's a lot of cayenne, again. That is. This <laughs> probably could be harder to pull off if all these other Thopters are there. You're like, damn it, I don't want Thopters. <laughs> I want five Thopters, but I have two. <laughs> Thopter Engineer, she's two in a red. When the Thopter Engineer uh, enters the battlefield, you make a Thopter. Artifact creature token with flying. Artifact creatures you control have haste. So she kind of bestows the haste and gives you the gives you the Thopter. Whirler Rogue, this is also oh, included. Oh, yeah. So these are, these are included already. So two uh, blue and a blue. When the Whirler Rogue enters the battlefield, create two colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. You can actually tap two artifact creatures you control. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. Plus, and it's a two-two. That could be useful considering. So how about that Dark Seal Juggernaut now? Yeah. That must attack each turn of Abel. Right. Yeah. So now you can kind of grant it evasion and get, get it, it get itself through. Yeah. Since these are all kind of ETBs, I did include the Dead Eye Navigator as well. That makes because sense because they already give you a duplicate, and that's a good way to blip. Oh yeah. Blip everything away, but I I kind of wanted that around. They've got a new art for the duplicate, too. At least it's not one that I'm familiar with. Thopter Spy Network. At the, so two and a blue and a blue. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, uh, put a 1-1 uh, one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature with uh, token with flying into the battlefield. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. So a source of card draw. Yeah. But it's also giving you this blocker. Yeah. So the servo is great, but this is, you know, the Thopters are just better. Oh, yeah. They're just better blocking. We want the flyers, right? Yeah. So this is, see what I'm kind of going for here? Like, we're just looking to just swarm the board. Yeah, like, with, fill the battle filled with, with all this stuff. Yeah, so the Mirror Turbine, it's five mana. Okay. I, I, I really love this card. I just <laughs> do. It's a good combo piece. So five mana, uh, you can tap it and put a Colorless Mirror Artifact creature token into the battlefield. Or you can tap five Mirror you control and search your library for a Mirror creature uh, card and put it into the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So, is Bruta clad a mirror? I don't think he actually is. Anymore. He does. It's not in the clearly it's in not the listed art. on the card, but yeah, clearly on the art, like for sure. Is he? Is he really not? I think you're right. I just like to imagine Bruta clad being being just this ball of gas. Yeah, he's just, a, just he, bubbled he's up. A legendary on artifact Mirrodin, creature, like, artificer. He's clearly a mirror, but not not for real. Not where it counts. <laughs> not where it counts. But yeah, get the get the mere battle ball. Just get the battle ball. Oh yeah. That, that's the tutor too. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. Like we're we're gonna flood them up. Um get that take advantage of that negative or sorry, her her middle the ability. The other the other plus one. Her middle ability to cheat stuff into play. So yeah, to, to kinda say it doesn't need to be artifacts that you're cheating into play. It can be any spell. Oh yeah. Um uh, so you so the budget options that I went with, like the really big ones that I, I'm like, all right. I what, are, just, what are your bombs? Yeah, what are my bombs? I'm actually not very good at at bombs, bombs cards. I'm good at, I think I'm good at finding like combos. You know, you know what? I really don't know what to do when it's like, I need one fucking card. 
you know what? What's funny is I feel the same way about myself. So I, 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 I've learned as we've been doing this podcast, like I did that Saatchi deck Mm -hmm. when we were doing the monocolor decks. And I was like, man, I need something to do with this mana I'm producing. Sure. And it was like, you need bombs. Yeah. What do you do? That's the only thing there is to do. Like just put bombs in. So I put those bombs in in that deck. And then I was like, why didn't I do this with the Gitrog monster? I produce a shit ton of mana with that deck. I don't have that many bombs in it. Yeah. I think I'm kind of more You're looking for comboing. I'm usually I'm more into kind of like a critical mass of things sure. usually. Like I like to have the as you put it kind of like the king of the hill but of the board state type of a thing. Yeah. I think what would be really good to have her just push into play for a reduced cost is actually the Hellkite igniter which is included in there. Oh list. yeah. I actually use this as a win con into ready to this day. Okay. Um I don't know. I just like it. It, it it's scary. I, it it's it's a big dragon that looks like it's you know it fits in with what you're doing with the strategy. Yeah, he looks he looks like a 747 crashing into the ground with a dragon <laughs> with his engines on fire out of his little out of his little arms. So Hellkite Igniter is five a red and a red. So if we use this activated for her 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 middle ability, we can drop that just to two red. Okay. If we have enough artifacts. Yeah. So let's let's only pretend we only have five artifacts on board just to kind of keep it symmetric right yes so we pay two red because we've used our metal ability yeah he comes in he's flying haste five five so whatever mana we have left over let's say we only have a, i don't know what condition we're in but let's say we can activate his ability once he's now a 10 five flying haste yeah that only costs four mana because he activated yeah because he activated in addition to the cmc yeah but you can spam it so you can same. actually activate it multiple times. Yeah. You could easily get this. To where it's like a one-shot kill with right. just this one dragon. Right. In my experience, it's actually like in the Duretti deck, there's no way to really cheat this cat into play. He's not an artifact. So it's I'm usually having to wait until I have like a lot of mana rocks, a lot of ways to produce mana, so I can get that seven mana to get it into play. Shahili kind Shahili's of... Shahili's like, whatever, just get it in. Yeah, she cancels that. She's saying, well, let's let's focus the mana on activating him. It's a bomb. Getting that activated. It's and a just bomb. Taking that somebody you're out of the okay game. to set 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 it up the bomb for somebody set at any time. Set him up the bomb. Uh, Metalwork Colossus is another one. This one kind of you don't even need to use her ability on. You could do this and something else. Okay. So the Metalwork Colossus, which is not included in their list, is eleven. It's eleven mana, um, but the Metalwork Colossus ha- uh, costs X less to cast, where X is the total converted mana cost of non-creature artifacts you control. So it's oh. very specific. The non-creature artifacts reduce it. And then I, I, you could possibly get 11. I mean, you just need, what, a s- six and a five? Your Nim Death Mantle and your Mirror Turbine, and you can cast this for free. Oh, yeah. But you could still add her ability to that. Yeah, to like the to- ability can help compensate. I like with both of those that her middle ability helps compensate for something that would normally be a barrier with both of these two. Right. Yeah. 50 cents. Is the card. You can also sacrifice two artifacts and return the Metalwork Colossus from your graveyard to your hand. It's a 10-10. Cool. There are better cards than this guy in the in this mana range, but again, oh, for- <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to manage. We're keeping it keeping it on budget. Uh I really honestly think the Sharding Sphinx is is pretty freaking hefty with what she does if you keep producing more and more Thopters. Okay. I think she just I think she get unhinged pretty quick. Uh the Steel Hellkite is another one. That six mana can be just completely negated. Yeah, it just comes in for free. 
comes in for free, and then you and then can you're... use the two to get it larger, or use that X cost to wipe just out destroy. the non-land permanents. The still yeah. kite. Yeah. I'm into that. Void Winnower is my non $2 card that I really probably, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. Maybe this is a non-budget acquisition. There, there's some Eldrazi out there that are pretty, pretty crazy that are really, that are pretty strong. I mean, like if you're talking like maybe artists in a Kozilek is pretty good. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, there's a lot like the breaker of armies. Like these things are, these things yeah, are Yeah, like crazy. we we brought up it the betrays Path recently. Or, Pathways or Ulamog. Yeah, well, I don't even know what the it the betrays is going for right now. But I don't know. I, I wanted something that was just it was just a hard hitting card. And yeah. it made the board state warped in your favor. So it's nine mana. Your opponents can't cast spells with even converted mana costs. Your opponents can't block creatures with even converted mana costs. It's eleven it's a eleven nine. We've seen that card a lot in our play group. It's 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 a cheap Eldrazi. It's a cheap Eldrazi and it's impactful. Like very very big impact. I also think that uh Blue Sun Zenith would be better than their tidings that they include. Okay. For card draw. So she can reduce that X cost and basically you put X into equal how many artifacts you have and draw that many. So it's X, a blue, a blue, and a blue. I actually like this card. It's clunky as fuck. I, I get it, but I guess I'm just I just hope for the best that I'm going to draw it again somewhere <laughs> late, later in the game. Please just come back. You know, after I shuffle it back. So yeah, X a blue and a blue and a blue for an instant. That's the other reason I like it is that you can do it right before your turn begins. Instant speed. Yeah, that's In this case, that in may not case, even be all that necessary no, because you'll still have mana to cast. Not with her spell. You need to, Or not with her ability. You need to be on your turn. Uh, target player draws X cards, shuffle blue sun zenith into its owner's library. So you just draw some cards and then hopefully you might draw it again. Yeah. Uh, Comet Storm's the other one. Everyone probably saw that one coming from a mile away. Sure, sure. So X a red and a red has a multi-kicker of one uh, generic. You may cast, uh, you may pay an additional one mana um, any number of times as you cast this spell. So choose target creature or player, then choose another target creature or player for each time the Comet Storm was kicked. Uh, Comet Storm deals X damage to each uh, to each of them. So her reduction actually would be included in the multi-kicker because it's an additive cost. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you push that in there. You know, something I'm liking more and more as you're talking through this is how she sort of, that middle ability of her sort of gets around where some cards have, like I guess, a pr- prohibitive state of being. Mm-hmm. Like the multi-kicker on Comet Storm is usually, it's kind of hard to stomach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you want to hit more people, but you also just want to sink as much as possible into that X where she's just like, mm, let me just help it, push it along. Yeah. I, I would definitely throw the thopters out at everybody, do the attack and then post main a comet storm in their face. Oh yeah. Or pick off creatures or whatever you're, you, just don't hesitate with comet storm. That's my advice. I've had a lot of games where I'm just sitting there holding, waiting for this crazy turn where I can blow a huge comet storm. Like, it's actually, it's not actually like exsanguinate. Like no, just just shoot the spell. Yeah, it's red. either just, kill off multiple targets. Like it just, it just, I think your opportunity to use it in this deck will be it, well enough. Sure. And again, this is just a budget pick. Yeah, but it's good. Budget pick. One hell of a mythic though. Right. <laughs> one hell. One hell of a mythic to pull out of a out of a master's a master's she, set. G thinks wizards. Uh, Word of invention. X a blue a blue and a blue. Uh, instant. It also has improvise, so this can kind of do double duty a little bit. 
Uh, search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost of X or less. Put it in the battlefield and shuffle your library. So it's two two bucks, this one. Nice. So were that shit into play. You can do this one at instant speed. Yeah. So if people are kind of getting wise to your combos, which I'll go over some of the combos in a second that just end the game if you put them together. This sure. might be something you wouldn't use her ability for, but the target you'd be go grab. So, so you want to surprise people perhaps with this because you're going to set up a combo that you're going to use on your turn. But this is just me and my meta. Sure. My meta wouldn't tell Because obviously the ideal thing to do here would be to just use her ability to reduce its cost. Yeah. But yeah, savvy players will not allow that to, to land, right? Yeah. Trying to find some other stuff that I think are are worth noting. Since we're using a lot of Thopters, uh, Clock of Omens can do some work for us. Oh, yeah. So Clock of Omens wasn't included in the list. They do have the Unwinding Clock, the more expensive of the clocks. Uh, a Clock of Omens is four. It's, you can tap two untapped artifacts you control, untapped target artifact, including itself. So her, this and one of her servos can get you that Thrandi, or get you your soul ring moving twice. Gotcha. That's really what you're looking for. Yeah, or that's, that that's turbine moving twice or whatever. Um, Genesis Chamber. Uh, I, I added this because I'm greedy. I don't know if it will work out, but Genesis Chamber is two mana. It says whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield um, and it's Genesis Chamber, it, Chamber is untapped, that creature's controller creates a plus or one one colorless mirror artifact creature token. Okay. So for all these guys coming in, like my, my thought was the Thopterist type people, the people that bring Thopters, sure. it's just adding one extra artifact to their ETB. And if I'm having a way to blink them with the Deadeye Navigator or whatever, I'm trying to get up more mirrors. So I, I threw this one in here. It probably could backfire, especially if you're going up against um, Kyle's Amina Tau Blink Town. Sure. Oh, thanks for the mirrors. So <laughs> it, it needs to be tapped either by the clock or some other means. Yeah. Yeah. To deny it to everyone else, but that's kind of a hoop to jump through. The Inspiring Statuary is another neat piece of tech. It's three mana. Non-artifact spells you cast have have improvised. So if she's, this is kind of what you were doing. This subordinates her ability a little bit. Yes. So you can use the artifacts to kind of shift it back. Yeah. I don't know if that was included in the list. I left the mirror works in because I my thought was is, well, since we're not going to be paying costs for things, why don't we use the artifacts and add the two? So it's five mana. Whenever a non another non-token uh, artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you can pay two. If you do, uh, put a token that's a copy of that artifact into the battlefield. Okay. So this is included in their list. I left it in because I thought, why not just get two yeah. for paying two? Yeah. If, you've, if you're using her middle ability a lot and, and dropping the cost of these things. Uh, Staff of Nin, which is a combo piece for this. Is it? Did I have enough pieces for it to be a combo piece? I don't think so this time, but it's just. But it, but it, but it could potentially be a combo piece with what. So you could do with this you deck, could right? you could I you could get it to a combo piece, but the card you need I I didn't include, and it's part of my non-budget acquisitions. Sure. For this thing. Sure. Staff of Nin six mana at the beginning of your upkeep draw a card, uh, you can tap Staff of Nin to deal uh, damage to target creature or player. Okay. You're playing the Planeswalker. You can't really do. Um, the Immortal Sun. It'll shut your deck off. Even though the Immortal Sun is a really cool card, it just it can't happen here. Sure. Trading post, let's put the Thopters to use. Four mana for a artifact planeswalker trading oh, yeah. post. Yeah, one mana tap to discard a card. You gain four life. You can one mana tap, pay one life to make a goat. 
I think the ones you'll be interested in is the one tap sacrifice a creature, <coughs> one of the servos, to return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand, or you can tap sacrifice an artifact to draw a card. It just it's just good. It's it's in this context it's, it's so much value, right? Yeah, it's just good. I added the voltaic key. It's a dollar seven. Yeah, this thing just it, it in the worst case scenarios it pumps up your mana rocks. It adds another extra use out of the mana rocks. Anything that gets you a net of at least two mana. So your soul ring is now a Thran Dynamo. Yeah. Because you can tap it. You, know, you just you get can, more mana. Or, or you now can, your Dreamstone Hedron, which is included in their list, is it's giving you, what, five? Yeah, and I think they have the, the Mimic Vat in their list as well. Yeah, so you can do another can activation like of the Mimic the Vat. The Mirror Turbine can go further. Like yeah. Things just go further with a Voltaic Key. It's kind of a combo-y type card, but I just threw it in because I... I just like having access to it. Uh, Storm the Vaults, two a blue and a, a red. So it's actually from Ixalan. It's only ninety cents. Whenever one or more creature you, uh, one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you create a colorless treasure artifact token with. You can tap it and add that much to your mana pool. But then at the beginning of your end step, if you control five or more artifacts, transform uh, Storm of the Vault. So this is like your artifact. Uh, what's what's the green card that turns? It's basically that oh, guy the rights of Vitlamok. Yeah, this is like your artifact rights of Vitlamok, right? Yeah. Like so, it, when it flips, it basically turns into a, a Tolarian Academy. Yeah. So add one man of any color to your mana pool, or you can add blue to your mana pool for each artifact you control. That on top of her thing. Yeah, and like you you'll storm. have a wealth of mana for the things that you want to do. Like yeah, definitely get your hand full because you're about to go crazy. Efficient construction, yeah. three and a blue. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a Thopter. Okay. And then mechanized production. <laughs> so it's two, a blue, and a blue. Enchant artifact creature you control. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact. Then if you control eight or more artifacts uh, with the same name as, the, as one another, you just win the game. <laughs> so if you're... If you're spamming... These these artifacts, like which I, you will, which I'm looking to do, it could happen, probably not, but at least you have like, something that just keeps reproducing. A yeah, new, like a new. It's really it's really hard to pull off like state of like board state dependent win conditions, but there's a lot of value to that card. I liked that when I saw this on your list. I'm into it. So there's a couple. There's an engine included i added liquid metal coating it's your budget oh my god i don't have a, a money my, for a microsoft lattice. lattice yeah so you tap it and target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to, in addition to its other types yeah i think it is yeah duh. it just becomes an artifact so it's two mana target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn yeah slow bat is included because these thopters can fuel your ability to make things indestructible, indestructible. he can make shahili indestructible uh, that does not mean that she doesn't lose loyalty if she's attacked. Sure. It basically, the only thing it would stop is a kill spell. Okay. If somebody tried to destroy target yeah. Walker or yeah. destroy target permanent or something, then it would work. Um, I feel like the Thopters are probably about as good as you're going to get for a Planeswalker to protect. And sure. the servos and the mirrors that I've kind of loaded the deck with. Um, the other thing that it really works with is a card called Shattering Pulse. So it's uh, one in a red, but it has a buyback of three. It's an instant spell. This, the buyback is three, but it's just a destroy target artifact. Okay. So with this and the liquid meta coating, 
you could use her ability, her middle ability, to cancel out the buyback and the... You can basically make it one red, but that only happens once. Yeah, you only get the one instance of that, right? Sure, but hey, that might be the difference between destroying two permanents. Sure. Maybe three permanents versus maybe only like one or two. Yeah. So you're destroying multiple more permanents. So yeah, you liquid metal coating it, shattering pulse it. Okay. I really like this card because it's one of the, it's kind of like, it's like a cap size. Like let's say you've done nothing and you've passed the turnaround. Yeah, it's something you can hold up in your hand and do. Just pop it. The yeah. alternative to this would be the uh, Vaishino Heretic. Oh, oh yeah. Damn, I love that you card. Use, you use that card a decent amount in our group. I love that guy. You know what's funny to me is that how people like forget. Like that card's out there and then... They just keep playing Mana Rocks. They just keep playing Mana Rocks and, and it's like, rock. no, I, he's going to fucking wreck them. Like, <laughs> yeah. do not. <laughs> That's how I see him is, is a reverse Mana <laughs> So the combo I'm uh, draw scorpion <laughs> would be is really is really great for having a lot of artifacts that don't really stick around. Problem is is that they're the type of cards that's just really set him off. They didn't really meet my budget requirement of staying under two bucks. Okay. Um. Yeah. And come to think of it, yeah, yeah. Come to think of it, I mean, I'm trying to think like. Well, do I want to replace the void? Because yeah, the void winner was over two dollars on my list. Yeah, like, do I want to put a combo type piece with the draw scorpion in? Yeah. Instead, I don't know. The void winner is just a good bomb. It's just a good. What are you gonna do? Four mana. When uh, whenever draw scorpion or another artifact creature you control is put into the graveyard from play, you may untap uh, target artifact. So if you have the draw scorpion, and I went over this guy quite a bit in our artifact episode. Yeah. If you have the draw scorpion out and let's say, and this is the cheapest one that I could find that would be like, let's just end the game. And it's, it's not meeting my criteria of $2, but I just, <sighs> dude. Yeah. I just wanted to be able to I'd kill him off, but yeah. So goblin bombardment. So one in a red sacrifice a creature goblin bombardment deals one damage target creature or player. So if you have this, the mirror turbine and the draw scorpion, okay, you've, you've won. So now the so so to go through it like the so goblin scorpion, bombardment allows you to sack one of your mirrors ping ping draw scorpion sees it sees it so you can untap turbine. the mirror turbine that gives you a mirror that taps makes another mirror sack it again draw scorpion sees it untap the okay sure um, Ashnod's altar or the cart clan ironworks Which sets you this guy the fuck off yeah especially with the pentavis. Oh, which yeah. is a budget card, but the Ashnod's altar and the KCI is not. It's not. There, there are Ashnod's copies. There, there are bad. copies of Ashnod's altar currently that are running around like four bucks. So yeah, you, you, like, you can get it. Could find a played one that sure. fits that, that. So I can you know say that this is all under two. <laughs> Maybe find a played one that's yeah. not near mint. Yeah. So yeah, this he he kind of sets things off. There's a way to do it with the. There's a way to set him off. There's just a lot. There's a way to set him off with the mirror work, the mirror, or sorry, the, what the hell's the guy's name? The welder guy, the, the, where you reveal cards from your hand and then you it reduces by that much. Like, so you reveal however many colorless is in your hand and it reduces it by that many. Like, yeah, what is it? You mean the goblin welder? No, no, no. it's something worker. The- it's something worker. He's extremely expensive. They actually had him banned and they unbanned him. 
he just goes nuts with this too because you can just keep on tapping him and add more and more mana to your mana pool. Like you can go infinite with it huh. if you have enough in your hand. Yeah, I don't know. Metal worker. That's, oh, the metal that, worker. That's what it is. I the was like, I'm not seeing the one. So yeah, that would be way outside the. Yeah, purview. I was like, gonna he, say he I've, by himself costs I've as much. Never as my even budget. gone for a metal worker because it's so expensive. So he's one. Uh, so yeah, if you have the Pentavis, and then like an Ashdod's altar, and then um, right. Yeah, then the draw scorpion, you you've gone infinite. You can produce infinite mana with that. Because you can sacrifice, like, because it dies. Oh, yeah, you need, like, an artifact to untap. So you need, like, maybe, like, a thrend, like, a soul ring or something. Like, anything that basically lets you put them back and forth and you keep untapping that. So maybe I could just put the Pentavis in. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Yeah, because you you need something. So with the Pentavis, it enters a battlefield with five one one counters. On yeah, it. but then you can remove a plus one plus one counter from the Pentavis, and you make a Pentavite, okay. which is like a little flying. Ver- like if you look at the art, it's like the little flying. So robots. I, I guess what you're doing is you're saying use the two mana from sacking it to Ashnod's altar or to KCI to remove two. Yeah, and then you're creating. Um. Well, because, no, you just have to activate it again. Like, oh, pretty yeah. much you need something that nets you three mana, and you're good. So if yeah. you have, like, a Thran Dynamo or, uh, I guess, the Dreamstone Hadron, like, anything that gets that nets you three. Okay. Because you pay one to remove the remove it, but the sacrifice part comes from the sacrifice of Pentavite, and then sure. you move it back. Sure. So the, the draw Scorpion's going to see that and untap your artifact that's giving you three. Right. So as okay. long as you're able to float one. If you only have two, you can just kill the board with something like Perforos, God of the Forge. Oh, yeah. So if you had, because you could keep doing Pentavis, you could be keep looping the Pentavis with, yeah. with one of You're those You're never netting outlets. any mana, like, but you have an infinite death. Right. So I just didn't include these in here because I didn't, I mean, I, you could put Impact Tremors in and that would, so you could do, so to kind of add to my list, like if you're thinking like, yeah, I like this Draw Scorpion and I want to use it for more things than just... I was just thinking, like, well, if anybody destroys Thopters, you have any other way to, like, eat them, or if they die any other way, you get to untap an artifact. But it does combo with the the Goblin Bombardment. Yeah, right? quite nicely. It goes, yeah, it combos with the Goblin Bombardment and the Mirror Turbine. You could throw the Pentavis in, but then you would need to throw in Impact Tremors in, which would be probably the lowest Oh, yeah, so you get the expense card. The, it, that one's... the. Based off the ETB or the of the out, creature, right? Yeah, so if creature enters battlefield, everyone, all your opponents take one damage. Right. You could do maybe the outpost siege because that one says when a creature leaves play, oh, everybody yeah. loses one. Okay. At least it has some functionality. If you never have those pieces, you can do the whole like rapid draw thing, the frantic. Oh sure. Top decking. Yeah. Thing. So I mean, there is a way to do it. I just, I think the temptation will be to put the impact tremors in and kind of do these thopter things and like i just i don't know if, depending on your play group <laughs> and that's a level of hate you might not be able to handle yet yeah i mean it's something that like just it's a perforos type thing just do it that, put it in yeah. but yeah get the impact tremors and and get the pentavis in yeah and if you find run into the impact tremors just play like, whatever i'm just gonna start pinging people to do yeah like i'm gonna play the red side of it did you mention you put in the um, Koldatha Forge Master too, right? Yeah, that was the other one that I added. I really wanted to have a way to to outlet these cards. He's okay. just he's just such a good card. Yeah, he's just such a good card. So he uh, he's a big uh, he's not a mirror though. He's just a big construct, is what he is what is what it is. 
Koldotha Forge Master, five mana. You can sacrifice. You can tap him. Sacrifice three artifacts. He can be included in that. Sure. Uh, search your library for an artifact card and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. So it's two fifty. This card. Yeah, it's not like outrageous, but but it's just a good two. Really helpful. You could Spe- go to a fabricate, but honestly, I think fabricates not that ch- much cheaper than this thing. And hmm. this thing is a little bit more recursive because she can give you those servos. Yeah, fabricates 339, 360. Turns out this is cheaper. This is actually cheaper and a and a permanent to boot. And it can be done at instant speed. Right. So right you before can do your it whenever begins. you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good card. I I uh I put it in my Tashar artifacts list. Okay. Um and it's gotten me combo pieces that I needed like and in a, in an effective way like it's just super good so as far as new cards that they invented for this deck that I would still be leaving in I'm actually really into that retrofit or foundry so it's a okay. one mana artifact man this thing is actually pretty cool so it's one mana uh for yeah it's an one mana artifact you can pay 3 to untap the retrofit or foundry so this is a crazy un un if you find infinite mana this thing's just gonna go nuts because it can untap itself like it's right. it's packaged into it it's like a staff of nin or not staff of nin staff of domination oh yeah so one mana you can pay three to untap the retro the retro fitter foundry um but you can pay two to create a colorless servo creature or you can pay one and sacrifice a servo so it specifically wants a servo okay. and create a a colorless uh thopter artifact creature token with flying or you can pay nothing and sacrifice a Thopter, and you make a 4-4 colorless construct artifact creature token. Okay. So this thing, if you achieve infinite mana... Yeah, you're just going to keep going. Yeah, and the way to do that again, again is, is not included in my list, but I would leave this in just because, let's say you have nothing you need to do. So you can t- turn her servos into Thopters, which are better blockers. Yeah. And yeah. better attackers. Yeah, it's a nice nice upgrades. Right. Or then yeah, you have nothing left. It's like, I'm just gonna use the mana and tap it. You can make you can make product yeah. with this thing, is is the idea. Or turn the stopters that you're making into four fours, I guess. Yeah, I mean if that's that's where you're at, may as well. Yeah, I leave that and then I'd actually leave the loyal apprentice because she gets you thopters. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's one upkeep, right? it's one in a red for haste, lieutenant. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, create a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. That token gains hastily on the turn. Really weak. It's a 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 for 2. I guess you could probably hang on to the other one, the Loyal Drake, if you were looking for a card draw thing. Um, The Videlkin Humiliator is the other new one they put in. I like this card. Uh, I didn't leave it on my list. But yeah, it's three and a blue, metal craft. Whenever a Vidalcan Humiliator attacks, if you control three or more artifact creatures, your opponent's creatures lose all abilities and have a base power of 1-1 one, one until end of turn. That's pretty freaking crazy. That's cool. That's pretty freaking crazy, especially if you've got some kind of like <sighs> low-end board wipe, I suppose. Like oh, a, yeah. Like Which a, you're running in red, like a Mizium Mortars or something like that. Like, well, I mean, or, yeah, or even hell, you could even do like the Whip Flare and not even lose your artifacts. And I think this thing survives the Whip Flare. Well, Whip Flare is two. That's funny. Yeah, I like this Videlkin Humiliator. Yeah, it can treat you, Yeah, and what's crazy, it's creatures your opponents control. It's not the one, the person you attacked. Yeah, so it just sets it all up. So, yeah, Whip Flare. It just deals two damage non all non artifact creatures, so he survives <laughs> it, and you've you've wiped. Yeah, you're yeah. like cool. 
Everybody's gone. Yeah, you've cleared it. <laughs> you've cleared it out. That's pretty funny. So actually. yeah, I, it's it's kind of a different take. Um, at least for me, uh, just again swarming and reducing costs. Swarming, reducing costs. Yeah. Non-budget acquisitions. The Microsynth Lattice would be hugely helpful because of her down, like because of all the. Yeah, there's just a lot of synergy with this list. Like, oh yeah, that mechanized production. Hey, how about all those planes and is- or or islands and mountains? Yeah, they are now artifacts and they share a name. The Microsynth Lattice, and then yeah, every every permanent you control is an artifact and just another type. So her, yeah, like her middle ability, her middle ability, her middle ability just sky's the limit. Yeah, like let's just. That let's com- just draw lots of cards and yeah. dump it all out. Yeah, that combat storm's gonna get nuts. Even her ultimate is well. Let's just clone my board state, my lands included. Oh yeah, and go crazy again. Oh yeah. So it would be very good to get that dark steel forge. Obviously, is another really good one to get. Yeah. It's a good cheat target. It solidifies things. If you're really doing thopters, you now have indestructible blockers. Yeah, that gets annoying. It does get real annoying. quick. It does. Um, KCI the Clark Clan Ironworks would do you some work. It would do you some good. Pretty much her other ability would just be giving you two mana every turn and oh, a yeah. sack out a something to sacrifice. Ashnod's Altar is probably not a, a, a bad idea with the list I've done. Sure. Um, just Google draw scorpion combos and, <laughs> and have fun. Like, yeah, this guy's this guy's got a lot going on for him. It's so surprising to me. I mean, I guess because it, it's a, a common, like it's a cheap card. Like if you want a combo piece for cheap like there it is like obviously there's some other things that go around it that aren't, I mean, aren't necessarily it's a robotic scorpion what did you think was going to happen <laughs> what did you expect from a robotic scorpion guess to get injected with oil <laughs> did you know that scorpion venom is the most valuable liquid on earth i had no idea yeah so printer inks up there it's Kay. very expensive yeah um but uh, if you go all the way to the top of this list like just google most expensive liquids, you, like it's printer ink, human bloods on that list. Okay. But at the very top, what is it used for? It's that scorpion venom. It potentially could help arthritis. Potentially is the is is the rheumatoid arthritis is the thought. Cool. Most expensive liquid, dude. That's how we do this, dude. We we <laughs> become a millionaire. Like this is how we do it. We already got we're just, we already got tweezers in a bucket in the garage, dude. We're dude, half, my sister we're lives in Arizona. Let's just go live in her spare there. bedroom. Dude, we're there, man. <laughs> we're already two thirds of the way there for my million dollar plan. Tweezers in a bucket in the garage. What else do you need? <laughs> All right, maybe some rubber gloves. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh, I'm okay. So, how are? Uh, do you have anything else on your deck? Or I think that's it. I mean, I have other stuff, but it's more just like card draw stuff. Like, okay, it's not. Not super interesting. The Nev's disc with slow bad. Oh, with slow bad, yeah. Just have fun with that for a minute. Yeah, I I don't like that. But um, I think I I think what I was hoping for from Shahili was uh, is that replacement for Duretti. I'm not unhappy with how she she is. I'm glad that they don't occupy the same space. Yeah, she does something pretty want, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, because the more I thought about it, I was like, man, this sucks that I can't just like up upgrade. Dreddy, like what was with, with, an, thinking, extra, with an extra he color. Doesn't, he doesn't need upgrading. He doesn't. He doesn't need that. Yeah, I mean, would you? Would you? Would you trade in your girlfriend? Do you need to upgrade your girlfriend? Well, dude? and then if I'm if I care about the whole design space of Commander, yeah, you don't want. I don't. Right, I don't want like power creep on Commanders. Right, right. You want new. You you want a new frontier, dude. Yeah, 
new frontier. Yeah, I want different things. I want like, okay, what want that he actually doesn't care about a lot of swarming the board would be harder to do with him. Yeah, and he wouldn't really care about it. Yeah, his cool. I'll weld you some. You've you've left me not a lot to weld into play because the deck is mostly like trying to get massive amounts. Of yeah, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, he wants. He's just. I'm actually glad that they don't step on each other's toes. Enough. Sure. Sure. And I'm glad that he has the card draw and he's the red. Well, not card draw and in in the red fashion. Yeah. Right. And she's the one that doesn't. Right. But, you know, because she has blue and she's just going to go about it traditionally. Yeah. You're just going to get it from the sources that are blue. But he doesn't need that. You know, he's I'm I'm happy with it. Thanos kind of gives me a headache thinking about what needs to happen with that deck, about how to get it to go. I'm sure there's. Yeah. You know, say Paradox Engine and you're already there. Like with him, he's kind of he's kind of interesting to think about. Brutaclad is the one I I really want to I think I think he's I think he's my guy. I'm I'm amped to see Brutaclad at I the think table. He's my guy. It's gonna be gross. Plus you need another Isaac commander that's uh, six converted mana cost, right? Uh yeah. I mean he's not as color intensive. True that. He's not color intensive. Niv Mizzet is a demanding master. He's a demanding master. <laughs> Dude, if they kill him off. Yeah, that'd be really off. weird in the story if they killed him off. Yeah, I would cry. <laughs> like Andy would I like, like I, I would I would him. I would call I would call your place of employment and be like, look, Andy needs bereavement. <laughs> they, ki- they killed <laughs> his they killed his me. fucking you, dragon. You're gonna call for me. You don't know me. You know, I, I Andy's not coming in for the next with, week, right? Like he's, I'm friends with him, but I gotta tell you, like they killed his dragon. He's not coming in. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> I'm, I said, my name is Kyle. Anyway, Niv Mizzet's dead. I don't know if how much. I don't know how well you know Andy, but <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna need some. Time. We're we're gonna be spending the next week or so grieving on Ravnica. He's gonna need some time. <laughs> hey man, I've had cra- I, I've had weirder reasons for people calling in. People call, I'm sure. people call in for me or call out of work, call in to work all the time for me, and they give me weird reasons. Somebody <laughs> called in and said my favorite magic card character died. I'd be like, take the time off, dude. You you, you need it. You deserve. I'll it. do the paperwork. You've been through a lot. I can't even imagine. <laughs> so what's our plan? We got Eureka coming up. Yeah, yeah. So AP's gonna come join us, right? Or if he doesn't, ten- then I'm tentatively, tentatively, tentatively. Um, We've done that tentative plan with him before, so. And you ended up just taking over, so that's all right. We hope he can join us, but we'll do we'll do some we'll get some hia stuff going on in here. Hia, hia, he can get some hia going on. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we want to try to do Bruta Cloud. Are you going to handle any more of these? Um, I'm actually kind of interested in Yenna. I don't. It may be worthwhile to take a look at what we can do with Estrid. Um, oh yeah, we probably got to do. That. I think is another one that the I think needs, needs to be looked at. Yeah, we really jumped the gun with their with our enchant themes and doing that. Dink, yeah, because because I was. I, so here's the thing to me thing. thinking about it is that like we've we've covered enchants, and I don't I don't really want to be too repetitious with our content, but I got. I mean, we've talked about it. She has the potential to do some things that other enchantress decks cannot. And so we probably need to sure explore can. that a little bit more deeply and see exactly what that looks like. So yeah, I her, like I said, I'm interested in Yenna. I think that one's 
kind of interesting. That'll probably be an expensive deck, though. And then it's Return to Return to Ravnica. Fuck yeah. All right, so yeah, what do we learn? We learned that these pre-cons are, yeah, they're pretty worth it. You try to build a deck on your own for 40 bucks, and things get dark. Things do get dark. You start having to make some serious compromises with your body and, and your deck list. <laughs> and then what else did we learn? Uh, yeah, the Planeswalker abilities, you kind of you kind of want to lean on some of them a little. That's kind of what my takeaway is just from mine and yours. I'm leaning on that oh, middle yeah. ability. You're leaning on that middle Yeah, ability. middle abilities for both of us, right? A little bit. I, I think they both... I, I, I don't know. I think Sahili is much more rounded. I think Amina Tao's kind of like very niche, you know? Yeah. But she can do more things than Sahili can. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Commander 2018. Commander 2018. Which, you know, once this is out, people can get their hands on this shit. Right? Yeah, just go do it. Yeah. All right. Just get, just get the pre-con. Guy. Remember the caveat. If you have most of the shit in the deck already, if you've already got it, you probably just order singles. Sure. Otherwise, buy it. If you're starting from ground zero, I don't know. Try to focus the Sheehy list with the swarm thing is kind of what I'm thinking. If you got another idea, let, let me know. Yeah, for sure. Let me know. And then, yeah, do the blink thing. Do the blink thing with, with the Minato. Sick, dude. Sick. Sick. Well, we gotta thank you again for joining us. So what do you think? Dig the deck lists, or do you have a third revelation of what to do with these two? Reach out to us and let us know, you sinner. The music you're hearing is by the brilliant Protector 101. The song is programmed from the album Solitary Star. Did you know that his music is for all to enjoy? It's true, and you should seek him out. You really deserve each other. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you again.